welcome to Weak Points, the podcast where we discuss what we've watched, listened to, read and done over the past week. I'm one of your hosts, Rich, and with me as ever is Nick. Nick, how's your week been? How you doing? How's my week been? Uh, well, you know, um, busy and not busy, as I would imagine that's yeah. everybody at the moment, isn't it? Um, uh, the, I think the main the main point uh, to my week has been, so uh, earlier, uh, well, no, it was last March the 2nd, my dad signed a new tenancy agreement to a new place, he had to move. Oh. And uh, obviously on March the 2nd, we were on a different planet. Uh, and, uh, you know, so moving him, the tips were shut in, we couldn't, you know, anyway, get him into this flat. And uh, he's starting to lose it a bit, so uh, it's it's a bit awkward. He's all right though; he's he's, he's absolutely fine. But he started say, uh, making it start showering. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's, he's got a wet room in this place uh, rather than a bath. Um, and uh, well, I, I can't do a, I can't do a shower now. Why? You're just standing under, you know, under. <laughs> yeah. It's like being in the rain. No, I, well, I, I can't stand. Dad, you're standing now. No, but you know. <laughs> I can't. I can't stand in there. <laughs> we, we, well, you stand up to do your teeth or have a have a wee. No, I, well, it's my foot. <laughs> so right. So now, my my dad's feet are like something from a Hammer horror film. They're horrible. They're like a low budget horror. They're, they're just and his toenails. So one of my one of my tasks this week, uh, and I'm afraid to say I did nesh out, uh, was to trim my dad's toenails. <laughs> Now, uh. if if you could imagine on 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 the, on the knuckle of uh, big toes are bunions, but one goes out and the, on the other foot it goes up. So he's got these weird <laughs> and, his, and his and he can't reach them because he can't bend now. So his toenails are long and one of them is three different colours. It, it, it's kind of slightly <laughs> mauve. And very dark purple, and then a milky colour, which, you know, that can't be good. And he says, I said, what's that? He said, I don't know, but I don't touch it. I'm afraid it might lift up. So... So, so, oh, so one of his toenails is a bit like a like a car car bonnet. Um, so anyway, so I I have the uh, dubious honour at some point of having to trim them. Uh, and I I went round the other day and I said, right, come on, Dad, let's let's get these feet washed and trimmed. That's not his feet trimmed, his toenails trimmed. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's brutal. Um, and so you know, and and he's, the only scissors he could find me were his kitchen scissors, which are. <laughs> big and you know I, I don't want to trim my dad's toenails with a thing he uses to cut the fat off bacon there's something just not right about it so I, um, I've i had to wait I've had to come away and uh, and, and I'm going to go back next week so you know when we when we talk next week maybe maybe if, if, if the if the listeners are lucky they might get an update on my dad's toes oh so, my yeah. god that's I mean that <laughs> With all, with all the problems in the world, I think you've really put everybody's issues into perspective. I hope, perspective, so. I hope so. All those people suffering. <laughs> yeah. You're a, you're a hero, aren't you? Really? In some ways, I am. In some ways, yeah. Do you do you stand on your doorstep on a Thursday at eight o'clock and receive the applause of your street? Uh, I like to think I am receiving it in some small way. Just one in every seven claps is mine. <laughs> From services to my dad's horror feet. Uh, so, uh, honestly, if I could get a picture of them, then instead of our banner photograph one week, we could put a picture of my dad's feet. It would be like 
and I described this to a mate the other day. It would be like, you know, um, how in horror, the camera would pan from you know left to right or whichever, and the music would be bam, bam. Yeah. There'd be a like jump scare, and it would just camera panning onto my dad's feet. They're, yeah. they're truly awful. Um, oh, oh. I, all I can think about is his toenail lifting up and down. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> I haven't checked. Grim. I haven't checked the veracity of that statement. In fairness, he said it. It looks like it might. I think because he's turned a third colour. I think he's thinking, oh well, that must have a function now. I mean, I understand yeah. that one looks bruised, but that's gone milky. That can't be right, can it, yeah. milky? So yeah. Jesus Christ. Who knows? Who I knows? mean, I'll be honest with you. I've I've painted our summer house, and that and that's been it. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. That's that's you know. Now I feel like a fool. I feel like an absolute fool for laying into my dad's <laughs> awful feet. Um, yeah, I, feel, I feel cruel, and I've stolen one of the caps from the uh, from the key workers. Yeah, so, you yeah. have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, for, briefly, I was a key worker because I was doing my bit. It's like national service. <laughs> I was doing my bit. I done my in, bit. Um, I, done, in, I served my fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> I serve my fucking time, mate. You you had to be there, mate. You f- f- fucking tins of beans flying above your head. <laughs> yeah, it was hell out there. Oh, I'll never get over it. Yeah, no. I mean, I I did my uh, my national service for for uh, I'll say approximately just under well, three weeks in a supermarket, and, and that was enough, wasn't it? That was enough, mate. <clears throat> Yeah, I think it entitles me to a medal of yeah. some kind. Well, you know, again, I, every there you go. You you can get one of the claps yeah, thanks, that I mate. had earlier. Yeah. That's, uh, Cheers. That's my dad's little yeah. toe clap you've had there. Um, <coughs> yeah. Now I have to just going back to um, the whole national service thing. When when all this craziness started, right? Um, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously we heard it on the news, and it was you know it was it was over uh, over in China, and then it started creeping. <clears throat> further westward and by the time it reached us obviously there was that bit where everyone went, get toilet paper um yeah and massively confused me uh, apparently a psychologist said it's because it's a big item so it feels like yeah. you're taking charge but it's also soft <clears throat> and yielding so it feels quite comforting while you're in the queue what? I, yeah i don't get i, I don't want to put uh, set too much stall by that but the thing i just thought of is I mean, you know, I succumbed in the end. I, I, I did follow the herd. I wasn't going to. And then I thought, no, fuck it, we'd have to. And now I must have over 30 rolls of toilet paper in there. Now, <laughs> a few years ago, I had my hip done. And I was off work because there was a complication in the operation. I was off work for like nearly six months. And I reckon if I personally more than eight rolls of toilet paper in those six months, I'd be very surprised. But <laughs> so I'm thinking, you know, initially it was going to be God. It's only going to be two, three weeks. Or it's going to be three weeks, three weeks. And there's people walking out with 32 rolls of toilet paper. I started thinking, what are they cooking? Yeah. Are they having some kind of competition? Are they voiding <clears> themselves? For, you know, let's get some prunes, chuck them in a bucket with a load of vindaloo, and just eat them with some syrup of figs, and just see what happens. You know, maybe it was that. I was, I was, I was like you though at the start. I was, um, I was very much a what, look at these fucking knobheads, like all buying toilet roll. Look at them. It's like there's going to be more in tomorrow. And then, eventually, after like five days, I was thinking, fucking hell, maybe there won't be any in tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I didn't buy any. Yeah, it, does, it does happen. But the weird thing about it, so I've got to, have to send you. And again, if if we get to get a position online to pop one up, so there's a, a picture. 
again, this was the second weekend, I think. I think I might have told you this. And the photograph is of the uh, toilet roll section of one aisle in the Sainsbury's near our house. So oh, the, the yeah. bottom row, pretty much empty. The middle row, totally denuded. Not a roll to be had. Top row, not touched. And it was almost like tall people aren't fucking worried. Tall people, not worried at all. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, or, or yeah. conversely, small people are worried. And tall people are just taking their toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> Tall people are stockpiling it. Yeah. So. Well, I've had a thing with um, eggs. So when I've when I've been to buy eggs, yeah, in the supermarket near me, it's been that um, yeah. all the eggs have gone, apart from the expensive free range organic <laughs> ones. And I've thought. Well, I mean that, that's fine. I don't, I'd, I'll, I'll just buy them. And I'm thinking people have been like, "I'm so fucking desperate for eggs, but I am not paying two pound twenty for them." Yes. Oh, there's some eggs in. They're in. Oh, the Burford Browns. Oh uh, no, I'll not bother. I'll not bother. Yeah. I'll not bother. Yeah. I'll not bother. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just get back and tell people. No, there weren't any. They're none. They're all gone. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. it, isn't it? <clears throat> fucking yeah. maniacs out there. <laughs> Absolute maniacs. Oh man. Yeah, so, um, no, I, I've not, uh, I can't say as I've served, as you have. Um, but, no, uh, no. I am doing my neighbour's milk shop. I'm, 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 assu- I'm assuming that there's going to be something in the equivalent to um, the British Legion <laughs> uh, for, for people who've served their time in the supermarkets during the happening. Oh, yes, I would imagine so. I would imagine so. the happening. Do you think, the great event. Do you think Mark Wahlberg will be there? <laughs> I fucking that terrible not. film. Did you ever see that film? Yeah, Jeez. yeah. Jeez. I mean, that was that was bad. Yeah, let's not talk about that. I thought it was. I thought it was bad now, but watching that <laughs> <laughs> that puts things into perspective. Oh Jesus! <laughs> so, um, for new listeners, you'll all be fucking new listeners because this is the first <laughs> one that we've done. <laughs> Um, uh, Nick and me used to have a football-based podcast um, for a couple of years. So if for any reason our voices sound familiar, then it's a miracle. But it's from that. Mm. Oh, and, and we did have a big following in Bhutan. Yes, indeed. Um, while we were doing and that. So it's possible that you were one of our Bhutanese followers. Yes, hello to the people of Bhutan. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I'm still very keen to make those connections. So hello uh, again to the people of Bhutan. Uh, if you... They're probably doing all right there, I would have thought. Well, actually, fair point. I don't know, actually. I don't know. Well, I mean, the, the it's not the easiest place to have a big influx of travellers going in that and out. That is true. Is now, I, I don't imagine that tourism is is a large part of their GDP. Uh, no. But, um, I mean, it's, it it gets everywhere, doesn't it? Even though those people in the supermarkets run past you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 funny how, um, how ill-educated, fat, common people can are suddenly fit enough to outrun a virus when it comes to a supermarket situation, isn't it? Just move it. They just they can move so quickly that they can outrun a virus. Well, you say common people, but I was in again. I was in the Sainsbury's doing next door's milk shopping, and my dad's you know probably foot creams or whatever I was buying. I can't remember. Um, anyway, uh, two people fairly well dressed um, who'd clearly uh, arranged to meet liaised within the shop, were standing next to each other chatting, 
And I first thought, oh, they must be like man and wife or whatever. And even though it's discouraged that you're going in, in, in you know, couples. No, no, not a bit of it. They were just, they were just meeting up in the shop, and they were standing next yeah. to each other. And as I, I got up to them, I thought, I can't get past them. I can't, I can't get past them. So I had to back away. But I got within one stripe of the two meter line, and they looked at me like, ugh, look at him, <sighs> look at him, <laughs> yeah. chancing his arm. Yeah. And I thought, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's me, a fucking maverick. That's me, loose cannon. like you walking around brandishing like a lit log or something (laughs) absolutely look at him waving that fucking thing around (laughs) it could burn us all alive here yeah watch him watch him go fortunately we're we're friends and and have the um the common decency to not pass on viruses to each other not us no no not us fucking assholes I bet they had lovely um, <laughs> smooth hands as well from not washing all the time. <laughs> My hands are like a fucking leather claw. <laughs> They're horrible. <laughs> Does it feel like you're wearing gloves? Gardening It gloves. has been up until... Well, actually, just, just recently, my mate put me onto some stuff. Uh, O'Keefe's Working Hands. Which is really, really oh, lovely. Yeah. I've never, I've never heard of it, but yeah. I looked at the tub the other day. I just glanced at it, and I thought it said "wanking hands." And honestly, yeah. I thought I'd bought something for <laughs> O'Keefe's wanking hands. But, oh, great! <laughs> Where has this been for the last thirty years? <laughs> uh, yes, it's, it's... surely that secret would have got out earlier than this. Well, I just opened the tub, and it was it was slightly off white and congealed. So it did worry me. <laughs> so that that was our week. Yep. <laughs> so let's go on to some nicer things. Some nice things, some not so nice things. Let's do it. How we've been entertaining ourselves. Um, so television. Well, uh, do you want to go first with this? Because I I went first on the uh, dad's feet thing. Um, and what have you been watching? Netflix. I had um, a massive uh, binge of an entire season. I think there's only one season, actually. An entire season of The Least Expected Day, which was... It's a documentary about a season with the movie star cycling team. Who? The what? The... I'm sorry, the what? (laughs) So, this is where it sounds weird. So, they are um, sponsored... A cycling team, like a Tour de France kind of yeah. deal. A cycling team. They're a Spanish team sponsored by the Spanish telecoms company, Movistar. It's not oh, a team of right. film stars. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, as the, if it, they did call it the least expected day. So I don't know whether to read that as being, well, yeah, I was expecting film stars, so this is pretty <laughs> unexpected. <laughs> yeah, from whose point of view, the least expected day? <laughs> or, or is it like Cary Grant? <laughs> 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 Fucking wheeling his way around France for two weeks. The Marx Brothers. Wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> it be four urns on a tandem? Oh, come on now. That's terrible. I like the Mars Brothers, but could any of them ride a bike? Um, oh well, so I mean, is it good? Is it you obviously must have held your attention because you did a whole series? Oh yeah, no, it is addictive. It is addictive. the The thing that struck me with it is um, so there are a team of cyclists 
and then within that team <clears throat> there's probably only one or two of them that they they've got have got a chance of winning something so all, all the focus is on them they're like the team okay. leader or whatever um so then but then there's you've got i don't know like six yep. other people and their job is just to try and help that person right okay. win and all I could think about all the way through was, and they didn't focus on the focus mainly on the team managers and the guys who were like uh-huh. the stars who were who had a chance of winning. It was all about them, really. But I all I, I wasn't interested in them. What I wanted to know was, what about these these other guys? They're like their job is to like their their sport is to just help somebody else win something. <laughs> That, that, and that's all I do, and it's it's just as hard yeah, of course. for them as it is for the person yeah. who wins it, and they have to do all the same shit, but they don't get as much money, and like like at one point there was a guy who got into the lead, and they were screaming at him, "No, you've got to you've got to like essentially just stop, because the guy who we want to win is behind you, so you've got to let him catch up and then help him win it." Eh. And it's like that is essentially their life. It's like. You all your like you've gonna spend all day cycling around France. It's gonna be really fucking hard. You're gonna do it for two weeks, and we have absolutely zero expectation of you winning. In fact, if you do win, we'll be quite fucked off. <laughs> oh man! And it's like all I wanted to know about was the psychology of those people. Yeah, that is fascinating, actually. Like when they were when they were growing up as kids and they saw the Tour de France, did they ever think? Well, obviously they didn't think. Did they ever think like, <laughs> "I want to be the guy that helps that other guy win"? <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Just limit your ambitions. Just lim- limit them. Yeah. Yeah. I was having, a, weirdly it's enough, like... I was having a conversation about the um, the story of uh, Icarus and Daedalus uh, today with a mate of mine who was who was telling it to his son, and and his son went, uh, "So, what's the moral of that story? Don't don't be ambitious. Don't have dreams." And uh, my mate Paul went, "No, well, no." No, it just have have dreams, but not 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 don't reach too high. Don't don't reach too high with yeah. your dreams. Just yeah. just just aim for adequate, and that should be all right. So yeah. maybe those people, like you say, that you know, applying the the story of Icarus and Daedalus uh, to those people watching the Tour de France as children, maybe they were sitting there thinking, "Oh, do you know, I'd love to win that," and then looked across at their dad, and the dad went, "No, son, yeah. no, no, no." Tell no. you what you should be aiming for. You should be aiming for helping other people win. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're like nurses. <laughs> oh, do they? you know what? There's their reward. The win the ones who've won stand yeah. there with the cup and the ca- and the champagne and all the cash and give them a fucking nice round of applause. Yeah. There's there's literally I can't I couldn't think of another another sport where that was that was the case that you've got a team of people who are there and they do everything the same as the winner, but they get none of the acclaim. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely none of it. Even in like other team sports, like if you're a footballer, it's team, but even if it's one person who scores, it's not like, oh, well, yeah, they won the game. It's like, no, we all won the game, mate. (laughs) Well, whereas like in the Tour de France, it's like he's got a yellow jersey and they don't go... Yeah, well, no, we all want it. And he's like, well, no, actually, there's only one jersey, mate. <laughs> I'm, and I'm wearing yeah. it. So if you just want to 
if can you just back off a bit because you're getting in the yeah. picture. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah, is it telling your kids like after it's all finished? Yeah. What well, what did you do? Oh, I was a I was a cyclist was... in the Tour de France. Oh, what did you win? Oh no yeah. no no no, that wasn't yeah. my I job. Was, I was no, I was no. a professional seventh. You you were what? Yeah. Professionally, <clears throat> I was seventh. That's yeah. that's what my job was to yeah, come yeah. seventh. Yeah. Yeah, at, w- at one point, and you'll be proud of me for this, at one point, I stopped when I was in the lead and let somebody catch up to me. <laughs> yeah, do you, you remember that? Dad, I don't understand. It's all about Icarus! <laughs> <laughs> Just remember that! <laughs> know your place! <laughs> We're at- this family is adequate! That's what we are! <laughs> what it is, is essentially, it's the class system on bikes. <laughs> So you're saying the lumpen proletariat always have to step yeah. aside for the bourgeoisie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Some bloke in a fucking Eaton scarf. He's riding <laughs> up at the front. <laughs> All those fuckers are, are just we're just pushing him round. Spooning <laughs> spooning beans into our mouths for energy <laughs> and pedaling yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. But meanwhile, and we have to we have to keep passing him hot buttered crumpets while he's at the front. <laughs> And, and giving him his favourite teddy bear at the 25-kilometre mark. Ah, right, yeah. And taking it in turns to ride up close to him and read him Proust. <laughs> as far as he hadn't got somebody on the back of him just punting him along. <laughs> uh, well, maybe he has. It's just the trick of the camera. They didn't show that in the documentary. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for the extras. <clears throat> So um, so yeah, so that's what that's one of the. Things that sounds that excellent. That's Netflix. Netflix. It's called an unexpected, a most unexpected. And it's called it's called the least expected. The least day. expected day. Okay. Yeah. Oh. And it, but and, and in all, in all honesty, it is it is worth watch. It's oh. gripping. I'll have a look. I'll have a look. I've, I've been really um, intending to watch uh, Sunderland Till I Die, which is also on Netflix. Yep. Because uh, a mate of mine's watched the two series, and he says <clears> it's. <throat> It's it's brilliant and heartbreaking for the fans and it, you yeah. know that hubris on a huge oh God, scale. It is. I've not I've not seen it yet. I, t- I tell you what, I did watch the um, the one on uh, Amazon uh, about Manchester City a couple of seasons ago. Yes, yeah, um, yeah. which I found fascinating. The two things that I loved about it: one, Sir Ben Kingsley uh, did the narration. He clearly knows nothing about football. Yes, not yeah, at all. Yeah, it's it's you know. It's like me being asked to talk through brain surgery. And the doctor there uh, takes hold of the sharp one. <laughs> Could be a scalpel. <laughs> Not sure. And he's pushing it into that bit, the the wrinkly bit there above the other one where the line is. <laughs> Somebody could have jumped in at some point, couldn't they, though, and just said, you know, like, either here's a few hints and tips about yeah. the things that you might... Even just the intonation yeah. that he was using yeah, yeah, yeah. was like... It was like he was reading a foreign language yeah, yeah, blind, yeah, yeah. wasn't it? Uh, and the player was found offside. It's, it's, <laughs> no, no, Ben, it's not offside, it's offside. The offside rule. Don't say the offside rule, you fucking idiot. It's not your car. You're not talking about your offside indicator. Anyway, Yeah. so yes. And that, so that was one. And the other one was Pep Guardiola is like some kind of wizard because... His gesticulations and the speed at which he speaks, I, I don't know how he communicates to his players. 
what his intentions are or his tactics no. are. He crouches down, he leaps up, he says very, very fast things in, in his second la- or possibly even third language, moves a few magnets around on a board, and they go out and beat a team 6-0, and you think, how's he fucking yeah. done that? That's amazing. Yeah. It did make me realise, watching that, um, actually, football is quite complicated. Yeah, it is a complicated game. It is, uh, yeah. I mean, but um, I, I just uh, had this impression of them all going out and just Kyle Walker turning to, I don't know, Kevin De Bruyne and saying, "What, what was that?" And De Bruyne just going, "Just, just yeah. don't worry about it. Let's just, just get on there and do, do our yeah. thing." I, do, I, yeah. I mean, I don't think it really mattered what he told them to do. I think, but watching it, it made me think I'd want to do really good things for that man. Oh yeah, oh he's amazing, amazing guy. <clears throat> um, yeah, and uh, I found that really enjoyable. So I will watch the um, the least expected day. Uh, I'll have a look for that. Yeah, um, that that um, that Sunderland till I die. I'm halfway through season two, right? And it's just. I mean, it is a really good documentary, but oh, it's just depressing. <laughs> it really is depressing. Like I mean, we're we're both fans of lower league yes, teams, and it just it just everything about it. You think, yeah, that's happened at ours. Yeah. It's it is it's yeah. grim, it's grim, and it's awful because from the outside, it, well, in the same way that like how we support our teams, from the outside you can kind of see that all the things that are wrong, but there's just no way that you can make them right. No, you just know that nothing can be done yeah. to make them right. And that's a little bit like what it is like, you know, watching yeah, that. Yeah, I'll have to. Like, but it is de- that's that's another good one. To watch. No, I'm at cards on the table. I'm a Doncaster Rovers fan. Uh, technically speaking, Doncaster Rovers uh, matches wouldn't have been affected mm. by the uh, social distancing because we get so few that actually no. we could have picked a big area for ourselves <laughs> and and carried on watching football. Yeah, know? yeah, um, yeah. We were like that. Um, our our. I mean, I'm a Hull City fan, and our. Um, our defence and midfield have been practising social distancing for a good year now. So uh, it, that, we've, we, we're well on course for yeah. it. It's not, not an issue. Yeah. Not an no, issue. that's fair enough. Well, we get to, we'll talk about some, some of that kind of stuff when we get to the sport. Um, the TV thing of this week that I, uh, I, I watched through my fingers. Actually, I didn't even want to watch it at all, to be perfectly honest. I was dragged into the room by my little eight-year-old girl. Um, it was... Um, the celebrities singing other people's songs from their lovely houses. Oh. I can't remember what it was called. I think that was that the name of it. I think it was celebrities singing other people's songs from their lovely houses, uh, and and all of them earnestly saying this is for the frontline workers or the key workers. And I have no problem with the sentiment at all. I, you know that great. We're all in it together. They're supporting. We're supporting. Blah blah blah. J Lo's got a very nice swing chair and loads of candles in a garden which somebody else must have lit fucking up was taking her ages um but some of it was just awful like i would have happily seen montage footage of people waving clapping putting up rainbows that ending made me cry when they'd got the the gospel choir on uh singing uh, can't remember some shit and uh, and they were singing away <laughs> that was really nice actually but uh, you know and it was it wasn't them it was like montages of just just all great but um, I have to say, man, Elton John, did you did you watch it? I have. I didn't see any of it. So we t- well, I'll tell a lie. We turned on because somebody had text to say, uh, "Oh, Stevie Wonder's yep. on," 
So so we 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 put it on and literally it, we caught the last phrase. It was literally like him just going. Yeah, Phil Withers song. Yeah, and, it and then it finished. And then it went into the um, went into the studio with was it Dermot uh, O'Leary and Claudia Winkleman? Claudia, yeah, 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 yeah. Winkleman? And there was another there was another woman I didn't recognise. Um, I don't watch enough telly. So and and then it went from them to Rag and Bone Man singing. At the times right, they were okay. changing, I think. And I was just like, ah, oh, fuck this. This is just. Oh, yeah, absolutely yeah. fucking awful. I mean, everything about well, it so there were, I mean, there were a few interesting bits. So the Rolling Stones, uh, they were on for four different locations, four different very nice-looking houses, um, doing You Can't Always Get What You Want. <laughs> um, Charlie Watts, the drummer's uh, camera, didn't come up for ages. And then when it did, it was almost like it hadn't come up because he'd been having a fight with a robber who'd nicked his drum kit. And he was sitting around... Tapping on, you know, where his symbols would have been. He was tapping on the eye and a couple of flight cases. You know, I, I think there might have been a click track playing because near drums, but Ivy and Fee were going. He's cra- he's got he's lost it. He's, he ain't even touching anything. His arms are in the air. He's not he's not drumming. He's gone mad. And I said, someone's nicked his drum kit. That's why he's coming. So so it's them. But actually, they didn't sound too bad. Uh, and a couple of others. Yeah, uh, Taylor Swift sounded all right. Fair enough. And and. Um, there's somebody else who sounded okay. My, my, uh, Mickey Bubble, Michael Bublé sounded okay. But um, Tom Jones, who you know has a fine voice, yeah, as yeah, we yeah. know, uh, he stood there in his house. Uh, it was really awkward. He, he, yeah. he, um, he stood next to this painting, and he said, um, "I was born. Uh, this is a picture of my house when I was when I was young. And the NHS helped me when I had tuberculosis <laughs> when I was when I was a child, and 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 they're helping everybody now. And and I'm going to sing him a song." Uh, that uh, it's hopefully going to make everybody happy. Uh, apologies to all Welshness for that uh, massacre of your accent. Um, and then it, the cameras <laughs> changed. I think it went to this guy who was accompanying him, who never got fucking mentioned at all. And it cut back to Tom, and he looked absolutely terrified. <laughs> it looked like he'd been filming it all day, and he kept getting it wrong, and he'd had a fucking nip of whiskey every time. I'll get it this time. I'll I'll get it right. I'm all right. I'll stay by my picture. I'm all right. And it, honestly, he went, and his eyes were fixed and terrified. Car again. Um, what did he sing? It was it was it wasn't great. I'm sure you'll be able to YouTube it. But he looks. Watch it. Watch it. Don't listen to it all. It's not great. Uh, it's not one of Tom's finest hours. But yeah. he looks absolutely terrible. Like if I like he's like he's made a pact with himself. If I get this wrong, again, oh no, I, I am going to put my hand into the trash compactor. Uh, so <laughs> no idea what that's true. And then and but then but so but Tom. Tom got away with it because not long after that was Elton John, Sir Elton John, um, sitting next to a, a child's uh, basketball hoop thing on somebody's driveway. I'm assuming his own. Don't know. And, and he spoke very eloquently beforehand. Oh, uh, this is all for the key workers and everyone's doing a brilliant job. And blah, 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 blah. And I hope this song, I hope this song brings you, uh, you know, joy or whatever. And he started to play I'm Still Standing. And I, I swear to you, he's forgotten how to sing S's. Oh. So it sounded like he was singing Until Tandy, who I thought, oh, that was his alter ego. Until yeah. Tandy. I thought, great, that's his new album. It's like Sasha yeah. Fierce. Until Tandy. Yeah. But then I noticed 
he alternated between from sounding like someone uh, singing like a really bad club turn. Also, he sounded a little bit like um, I don't know, uh, maybe uh, somebody uh, either with 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 severe mental problems or not not the greatest grasp of English, who was just throwing themselves at words. He wrote them. It could never nobody lie. Running out with legs about a judge like pies. And a cold old life judge like by you. And a meter on the box is tiny. Well, the bed I wear. Ah, tears tandy. Honestly, I, I watched it. Ivy said, come in, come in, come in, come and look at this. I'm like, no, Ivy, I'm washing, I'm washing the pots. I'm washing pots that don't need washing. I'm getting stuff out of the cupboard to wash them. Please leave me in the kitchen. <laughs> got dragged in just in time to watch Elton John and all of us all three of us were slack mouthed like what is he singing is is it English don't know don't know it was it was it was bad again I'm sure it'll be on I'm sure it'll be on until Tandy I honestly I hope it's his new album he's been drifting into that um, that whole pub singer <clears throat> thing though for quite a while because I saw him you know when um, that Rocket Man film came out. I didn't see it, but yes, I know. Uh, yeah. So he played a few little um, like gigs and stuff around that time. Okay. And I was like, "What? Why is he singing like that now?" <laughs> it is like he's having he's had to learn his songs, but he's had to learn them from somebody uh, like the Dog and Duck. That's <laughs> that's been his only reference point. Because he, he was doing the whole, and I think it's going to be a long, long time. Those town things we ran against fine. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was, it's very much that, exactly, imagine that, but I'm still standing. It was very much that. And, and you know, it is, <sighs> as you've just said, but also, I wonder whether or not it's like, he's gone away, he's lived in, Oh, he's, he's America, California a lot of the time, but maybe yeah. it's almost like he's he's gone backpacking around the world for three years and he's tried to relearn English using Google Translate. So all the phrasing is just off, and it's it's just yeah. honestly it's so bizarre. Uh, yeah, so um, very strange. It, it was it was it was very strange. And uh, was there anybody good on it then? Taylor Swift was all right, and Mickey Bubble. Mm, uh, yeah. They they sang well. Yeah. Um, I mean, there were some people that I didn't really know. Uh, Celine Dion came on at the end. I had to phone my dad because he's a big Celine fan. Huge. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. He found Celine Dion like some people find God. Ooh, Celine. Ooh, you're yeah. just. You always say, ooh, you don't know what you're missing. Do you know? Ooh, she could make any song. You could give her any song. You name any song and Celine would make it better. And he said that to me once. I went, <laughs> smack me bitch up. I don't I don't know that. Don't worry, Dad. I'm not going to play it. Yeah, I was, smack me bitch. That's not a song. It is, Dad. Don't matter. Celine would make it better. Oh, fuck. Anyway, Celine came on. She's, she's uh, lost lost a bit of weight. And um, and she sang with Lady Gaga. And there was a pianist, a, a really uh, great concert pianist, uh, going for it. And, and there was somebody else singing with him. A bloke. Can't remember. Don't matter. Uh, you're all right. And oh, the, the the song at the very end, the choir yeah. sang "To Make You Feel My Love," the Bob Dylan song, uh, and that and that oh, was yeah. very beautiful. Um, but um, no, it was that's of all the things I've seen this week. I started watching the new series of Ozark on Netflix. Uh, I watched. So um, I watched the, I watched the first series and a half of Ozark, and I've no idea why I stopped because I was really enjoying mm, it. It's awesome. 
Um, does it carry? Does it carry on being good? I, up until the first. Well, I don't know. And we started watching the first episode last night, and I got a bit tired. Um, and it's so long since I watched the previous series. You see, ah. I think the way we watch television now has atrophied our memories. Because do you remember when you used to watch like an episode or something, and they'd say, "Oh, there's no episode now for two weeks," and you go, "Oh, fucking yeah. two weeks! Don't worry, I can remember it. I'll remember it all." You know, yeah, and yeah. now you just go, oh, I watch it all, and then a year goes by, and then it, uh, yeah. oh, who's he? You know, so. Yeah, yeah. Was he in it before? I think so. <laughs> Me and Fee spent the first 20 minutes of the first episode of season three going, they've got a new actor playing the sun. No, they haven't. They have, he doesn't look like it. No, he's just a year older. No, he's a new actor, he's different, he's different. Look at the shape of his nose. So, you know. I think that the... um. I, I really did like the acting. Oh, it's a brilliant that. series, and uh, you know anyone who mm. hasn't uh, uh, latched onto it uh, again, it's a, a, it's like a Netflix pro- Netflix promo this week. Get it's, it's it's absolutely great. So do do have a look at it. Um, other channels are obviously available. I tell you what, I've been, I've loved and being football fans, I'm sure uh, the um, the BBC have put on some uh, World Cup greatest matches highlights packages. Uh, I've enjoyed watching them again. Oh, I've not seen uh, them. Always nice. Ah oh, man, they're on iPlayer, so have a look. Oh, I need to check that out. So, yeah. Yes, you should. Um, That's telly. One of the other things um, I've oh, been on. watching on Netflix. I've lost it now. No, it wasn't on Netflix. <laughs> um, so going from Netflix, seeing as um, we've we've beat that one to death, um, Amazon. Oh, go on. So I've been watching. No, I haven't been watching. I watched the first one of Tales from the Loop. Tales from the Loop. Yeah, I don't, I don't, so I don't know what it's that an is. Amazon original, and from what I can gather, it's um, it's based on some science fiction short stories. Oh, okay. Um, and it's very well done, very well acted, brilliantly produced. The, the visuals are great. The cinematography is great. Fuck Sounds like me. a bot coming. De- <laughs> absolutely fucking depressing, though. <laughs> First episode was so fucking depressing. I, I, like I wasn't in the best of moods when I was watching it anyway, but then um, it got to the end and I'm like, "Fuck me, is that supposed to be the happy bit?" Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that that did not cheer me up at all. Right. So right. I've had I'm having to brace myself for. I am going to go back to it, but I think you really yeah. have to be in the right frame of mind to watch right. that. But right. it is worth a watch. Well, I, I, I'll add to that the Mandalorian. Uh, oh, I had my I that. had my seven day trial of Disney Plus, yeah, uh, and I absolutely binged it. Fantastic, really, really good telly. Yeah, uh, and I was, uh, you know, I don't really want to revisit the nightmare of uh, the last Star Wars film because I I found it dreadful. Um, but uh, it, it's reaffirmed my faith. It was a fantastic TV. Even if you're not a Star Wars fan, fabulous TV. Really, really cool. So, yeah, it it was um, it was the one thing that tempted. Well, in fact, I'll be honest with you, it was the only thing that tempted me towards um, Disney. And I was thinking, I'll I'll get I'll see if I can get the free bit and just watch all of Mandalorian, and then that'll be me done with yeah. it. Um, and I watched a thing on YouTube. I think they're called. Is it called a corridor guys? Corridor crew. Um, it's these guys who do. They critique visual effects, oh, okay. and there's three of them because that's what they that's what they do, and they look at, uh, at different things and and try and find out how they did things and explain it. it it's really it's really good. Oh, okay. Um, and they did they showed 
the Mandalorian and they were right. showing how the like the new technique that they'd used for uh lighting so it didn't look like it was it looked real how yeah, they sure. did the the lighting on it and everything. Mm. And it was amazing how they did it. It was really, really incredible. Yeah. And um it did make, and they were saying how good they then thought that the second season was gonna be because of the things that they learned in the first season. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's one that I do need to catch up on. Yeah, yeah. Um uh uh, have you been? Have you? You've watched Bosch, haven't you? On on yes, uh, yeah, I love Bosch. Uh, is there a new series out of Bosch? Uh, I'm not sure if there's a new series because we've been we've been like drip feeding ourselves with Bosch for quite a while. So I think we've still got like another season still to go. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, so Bosch, tell me why you like Bosch. Well, I love power tools, and it's the story of a. a... <laughs> Oh no! Wait a minute. That's a different thing entirely. Um, they're based on Michael Connolly books. Love Michael Connolly. Uh, love crime fiction. And uh, uh, the actor Titus Welliver, who plays Bosch, is fantastic. Um, you'll have seen him in loads of. He's, he's, he's one of those guys that you'll have seen him in loads of stuff. Maybe not know his name. Awesome yeah. name, Titus Welliver. Phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, he's a. Uh, I mean. As a character study alone, it's fantastic, um, and and the and the plots uh, are pretty close to the books. I would have said, um, so yeah. I mean, it's it's really just up my street, to be honest. Uh, so, and he's um, there's the the amount of old people that he's got working in that. Oh yeah, <laughs> in his section. Yes, that is true. <laughs> like, and there's a lot of detectives there. That are well past retirement. Age. Yeah, crate and barrel. The two. Yeah, the, the, there's constant. Jo- there's constant hell. jokes about them trying to tease each other into retirement. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> it's like how, like I get, I get that they might still be working there, but surely team them up with somebody who can run. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very good point. It's a good point. Well made. Yeah. Yeah, they're possibly just on tea duty. Good series. It is good. It's a great bad. series. Yes, very good. Um, I've also been watching um, Making the Cut on Amazon. Don't know it. So um, it's a fashion. Uh, it's episodic, and it's a like a reality fashion thing. Uh-huh. It's like a competition where they've got together. Um, I think it was like a dozen designers who've already. They've already got their own companies, but they aren't massive. And what they're they're offering to do for them is have their clothes yeah, produced yeah. and put on Amazon because it's obviously Amazon sponsored. Um, and then they give them a huge amount of money as well at the end of it. Um, and that's with uh, a, a guy who used to be a lecturer in a New York fashion school, Parsons, uh, and. His co-host is Heidi Klum, so one yes. of the original supermodels. What I found out about some designers on this program is that some of them don't know how to put clothes together. <laughs> oh right! Like literally, don't know how to like make clothes in any way at I, all. How are they designed? There was a. There was a guy on there, and he's got his own brand, and he is a designer. Um, but like on some of the challenges, some of the challenges they would get them to design the clothes, pick the fabric yeah. out, cut the fabric, and then what they would do is they'd pin instructions, right? And then they put them in a bag, and then they get sent off 
while they are overnight to seamstresses for them to put things together. Okay. So this guy was fine doing that. But then there was challenges where they were like, right, now you have to make them on your own. Uh-huh. And he literally could not operate a sewing machine. <laughs> and he, he, he was really, he, got, he, he lost his shit at one point because he was using this sewing machine and then he went away to do something else. And when he came back, somebody else had put a different bobbin of cotton on it and he couldn't work out how to put his, his other one back on. I'm like, what the fuck, mate? How, how have you got wow. this far? Being a being a fashion designer when you can't operate a sewing machine. Fuck it. He's he's one of the Eaton lads on the bikes who wins the, the race. Yes, isn't he? He, he is yeah. definitely. Yeah, it's, it yeah. happens everywhere, mate. Happens everywhere. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. So that's been our our TV viewing. Yes, indeed. Films. Have you been watching any films? Do you know, just uh, because I've been uh, looking after my dad uh, and he can't take anything new in, uh, I've been re-watching stuff. I did the whole Godfather trilogy whilst mm. building him a settee, uh, which was awesome. Um, I was just thinking the other day about watching the, the trilogy again. Yeah, yeah. That was fab. I, I You know, I, I, t- enough time's gone by for me to... Um, to be able to say that the third film is a good film. It's not a great film, but it is a good film. Yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a shame they didn't wait for Winona Ryder to get over a... Uh, I think she had a nervous collapse at the time. And yeah. uh, they couldn't wait. Sophia Coppola just said, oh, I'll do it for you, Dad. And she, you know, she went great. And no. and also Robert Duvall, apparently uh, his agent wanted the same amount of money as Al Pacino was getting. And the studio said no. So they wrote his character out of the script. So I think those two are big misses. But other than that, I still think it's a good film. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, it's a shame. But I, I, you know, the first two are just peerless. They're phenomenal movies, yeah. and you know, so it was that was nice watching them with Dad. Uh, other than that, have I seen anything new? Uh, Ivy watched the second Trolls film that Amazon have, have oh, released yeah, you know, yeah. from the cinema and said it was yeah, it was all right. Uh, I didn't. I was upstairs. Oh, oh I was <laughs> I was upstairs watching again when I put stuff away. I'm tidying up. I always tidy up at house. I tend to put on again stuff I know really really well, and I, I banged on. Yeah. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark got through Raiders started Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and just to the point where Mola Ram the, the bad guy is about to take the heart out of out of the the, um, the, the sacrificed guy uh, in the thuggy ceremony Ivy came in and went ooh what are you watching I couldn't find the remote so I went, it's a it's a thing it's just a thing it's, don't worry about it get out of the way I want to see what I want to see I want to see and I thought, well, hold on, it's all right. It's 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 actually. Do you know what they know it anyway? It's it's fairly tame, and I've got it off Amazon, and it was the f- American version with the where the heart. You know, you see the chest reseal. Yeah, and yeah. It was really graphic, and Ivy went quiet. She went, <laughs> I want to see. I want to. See, I want. Oh. oh, that's weird. I went. Yeah, it's a bit. It is a bit weird. Yeah, yeah, it is. And she went. I think I might have nightmares about that now. I went, oh no, don't say that. So yeah, I was absolutely busted, gutted. Let's let's take your mind off it by watching some David Cronenberg. <laughs> yeah, next time you come up, come up and I'll, yeah, I'll be in the middle of uh, I'll be in the middle of. Um, oh, do you know? I forgot the one. What's the one where that worm comes out the in in the bath? Slither? No, not Slither. Oh, What's it called? Paris? Y- oh God, it's an early it's an early Cronenberg. It's an early Cronenberg. It is. It's a, it is a class one, though. Yeah, it's good. Freaky. 
So good and so freaky, I can't remember its fucking name. No. That says more about me, though, and my age than I think uh, it does about uh, David Cronenberg's oeuvre or yeah. output. That's Canadian's um, play. I'm, <laughs> uh, but no, that's that's that, I think, is uh, no new ground broken. Last new film I saw. <sighs> oh, God, I can't even think. what It's not new anymore, clearly. Uh, what about you, man? What have you been watching? So I watched... <laughs> you've missed out, mate, because... I've watched uh, what I think is now. I mean, God, you've spoken about the Godfather in glowing terms. I watched Angel Has Fallen with Gerard Butler. Ooh, ooh, now that is a that yeah. is a, a trilogy. Now is I think it's going to be part of a, a new season with the BFI, where they're going <laughs> to break it down over a series of lectures. Excellent. You know, just to really do a deep yeah, dive yeah, on yeah. on how they've how they put it together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 absolute class. It's the kind of film where you think I could do with a tattoo of that. <laughs> something to something to show everybody else how much I love yeah. it. Um yeah, I mean it's it's yeah. just trash. <laughs> it's just trash. Actually, have I haven't seen any the, of them. Have you watched no. the others? Have you No, oh, no, have no. You not? Oh mate, no, okay. you've got to watch it. I will, them. I will. When Olympus Has Fallen came out, another yeah. one came out around the same time, uh, White <laughs> House Down. Which I watched, yeah, and that is that's... equally it was it's it's preposterous tastic. Yeah, but um, it's not as fun as Olympus has oh, fallen. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Olympus has fallen is more fun. It's a little bit, it, you know, the latter end of the Die Hard. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Where it's just it's it's like it's set now, but it's obviously fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it's a it's a little bit it's a little bit like okay, that. Okay, fair enough then. Fair enough. Then. Yeah. Okay. You, you you just need to like not think. You just need to not think. No, I. I it's it's well. It's like any. No, I mean, um, uh, the 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 um the Taken films. There's three of them. Why is there three yes. of them? And you know, Olympus has fallen. Then London yeah. has fallen. And now Angel has fallen. I mean, yeah. he's a fucking jinx. This guy. Just sack him. Go and you know. Yeah. Go and let him work in. Toilet rolls yeah. have fallen. Is the next film, but he's working in Asda. The. F- I, it's like they've not learned anything from the first incident <laughs> at all. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, there's a bit of fluff watching. It's okay. fine. It okay. was, you know, it was fine. It wasn't. It wasn't aw- so awful that I would turn it off. Right. Uh, and it wasn't so good that I would ever watch it again. Right. But, you know, Fair enough. it was fine. Um, and then the other thing that I watched because I didn't see it at the cinema, and then through a series of events, didn't get around to watching it. Um, I've only just watched Avengers Endgame. Oh, wow. Hmm. Wow. And? Um, so the the reason that I hadn't watched it was because um, we've been watching the films, like, together. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then... I uh, <clears throat> I watched um, what was the one what was the one before it called oh, Infinity War. Brain. So I watched Infinity War, and I enjoyed it. Um, but then, Di hadn't watched um, that one. She hadn't watched it, so I was like hanging on for her to watch Infinity War. Right, right, and right, she just right. never got round to it. So I'm like, oh, what? I kept saying to her, "You're gonna need to watch." You're gonna to need to watch Infinity War, or else Endgame is not gonna make any sense. Yeah, it's yeah. It's like the two parts of the same yeah. thing. And in the end, I was like, "Well, I'm just gonna watch it." And she was like, "Well, I'll just watch it with you." And I'm like, "But it's not. Gonna, it's not gonna make any sense." 
And she's like, well, I just can't be bothered watching... I can't be bothered watching Infinity War. So I had to give her, like, a one-minute pre of what happened in Infinity War. <laughs> fucking hell, in a minute. I mean, minute. It's, a fucking, it's fucking three hours. Yeah, it is, yeah. And, and I'm doing this while we're downloading Endgame. <laughs> <clears throat> so, um, Pressure's on. So I gave her that and, yeah, watched, watched Endgame. Um... Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, it was. Uh, yeah, it was. That was, it was fine. <laughs> wow, damned with faint praise. I I loved it, man. I th- I loved it. It's one of my favourites because because it has all the emotional triggers. It's incredibly manipulative, but I'll fall for that every day of the week. I wept like a babe. I went to see it twice because the first time I was just sobbing um, towards the end. For the, I mean, I cried near the beginning. A little bit, a bit further in, about halfway through, and then the last twenty minutes, just, just roaring. Um, so I went to see it again, thinking I want to, I want to get the detail. I want to see what you know. Nope, same, same deal. I cried, you yeah. know, and I've cried again subsequently. And Ivy watched it with me the other day. Again, she's just watching it, just, just to be in the room with me. Yeah, yeah. And she went, she kept asking me, who's this, who's that, and then the very end. Fucker, there's going to be people who haven't seen it, and there's going to be people who want to see it. So I'm not going to say. The final scene is a really quite emotional scene for one of the characters, and Ivy was saying, "Well, wh- why is he? Why is he doing that?" And I was trying to tell her, and me trying to tell her, made me go, uh, "The reason is, is uh, <laughs> she went, what's wrong with you?" I thought, yeah, was fair um, but I will, I will cry. At, I mean, I cry at anything. Cool running's got me. Everything gets me. Just you know. I think I. I... I did like I liked the film and I'd probably watch it again. Yeah. Um but throughout the the whole Marvel cinematic universe yeah, yeah. I've not had that I've never had that emotional investment in the characters in there. Right. I've I've enjoyed the storytelling yeah, yeah. and I've enjoyed how it's all played yeah. out and I've enjoyed the visuals yeah, of it. Yeah. But it's never it's never had that link with me where I've thought, no, now I'm emotionally invested in that. Okay. And that's, I think that's why I was a little bit like that with Endgame, where it was like, I wanted to find out what happened. Yeah, yeah. But I literally just wanted to find out what happened. Right, I see. And once I knew it, I'd like, it was like, it just satisfied my curiosity of knowing. Right, okay. And I don't, I have no idea why. There was just something, there's just, there was just a little bit of emotional distance between me and all of, all of the MCU. All right, all right, that's interesting. No, I, I was, I'm absolutely the other way. I, I threw myself into all of them wholeheartedly, uh, and them yeah. all really, really. Enga- I mean, I, difficult to do um, new things in a genre that relies on the same three act structure involved. You know, with an end of level baddie at the end of each film and a big bad yeah. fight and all that kind of thing. But actually, being able to towards the back end of the the series of movies to have a, a, a you know an American teen uh, high school movie, a heist movie, uh, um, a, a black empowerment movie, you know all these different films from genre, I found really yeah. really exciting. Um, and and also uh, Thor Ragnarok yeah. is you know anarchic nonsense, work of genius. Oh god! Um, so you know yeah. all of those things I think are. Yeah. Um, uh, feathers in feathers in the MCU cap for me. Um, oh god! I mean, they're yeah. in, they're incredibly well made, um, and they they it's, it's it, you'd think it would be easy to find a way of 
making all of those yeah. characters work, but then you see what other people have done yeah, with yeah, like yeah. Batman and Superman and stuff like that, and all that Harley Quinn stuff. And he's <laughs> like, oh, you've just somehow you've it's like you've farmed out those things to people yeah, who yeah, know absolutely. nothing about them yeah. in some way. There's no, there's obviously no real love mm. for those characters that they've taken on. You can tell when people are really enthusiastic and yeah, yeah. care for the characters and when it's just like, well, we need to yeah. tick these boxes and get this done because then that's going to bring yeah, yeah. in X Absolutely. amount of revenue. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's a shame. Um, but, you know, you've seen it now and, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a good thing. Yes. Um, I tell you what we should do. This would be this would be interesting. Obviously, this is the first this is the first one of these uh, podcasts. But once we once we build up a decent uh, a listenership, hopefully globally, I'd love to get some suggestions from people as to films we should find and watch during the week. Oh um, yeah, definitely. You know, to increase yeah. our knowledge of films, and also just you know, uh, I'll, I'll be very very honest. You know, if you've recommended a film that I'm not a fan of, I won't absolutely slate it because that's not fair. But I will say, yeah, not for me. Um, but it would be, um, it'll be interesting. It'll be yeah. interesting. Yeah, definitely. Well, at the end of the podcast, I am going to give out some contact details. So the other, one of the other things that I've watched, go on, on Sky. Oh, hello. Was something that's only just come up. Lincoln Rhyme, search for the bone collector. Lincoln Lincoln Rhyme, search for the bone collector. Hang on, the bone collector, the Dental Washington film. Yes, yes, yeah. Who's so? <laughs> so they've essentially made it into a TV series. Oh, okay. So who is Lincoln Rhyme? Is that Denzel Washington's character? It yes. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think. Actually, I can't remember whether he's called. It must be. He must be called that because they've 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 brought over so much other stuff. From the film right, okay. into the TV series. Oh, fuck me. It's bad. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's so bad. And it's so annoying because The Bone Collector is quite a good film. But uh, it's so like... Again, it's so sterilely... feels like it's so sterilely cobbled together. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's obviously gone, that Bone Collector was good. Do you know what? We could make a series out of that. And then they've forgotten all the bits that actually made the <laughs> film work. Well, they've just picked out all the elements. Yeah, oh, he's yeah, really yeah. clever. He's quite deductive. He's a little bit like Sherlock Holmes, but he can't move. He's in his bed. <laughs> Let's use lots of fancy visuals. And it's some of it is, well, 90% of it is absolutely preposterous. Right, excellent. You know, it's reaching so far that you think, well, you're just not taking me with you on this because he's pl- he's he's thinking about like he's th- like he thinks about where old tunnels used to run under the city, and then they bring up some 3D graphics of tunnels running under the city in front of his eyes. <laughs> How's he doing as if that? Like, then? As if like that's what he's seen. <laughs> It's like, well, no, it's just, that's just in his head. You could he, you could just have him telling me. <laughs> well, that makes you I know like what a tunnel looks D2. like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. It does. It looks like it looks like they're all stood around his bed, looking at these images that he's projecting <laughs> out of his eyes. 
It's fucking ridiculous. Brian's the Battle of Naboo. That's very strange. It's, it's, there's a lot. Do you know what? There's a lot of those though. Uh, in in the last two or three years, uh, Fargo seemed to start a trend for it, making uh, a TV series. Well, I like the Fargo series, uh, based on very very loosely on a film, and then we've had Treadstone, yeah. which is based on the Bourne movies. Yeah. Uh, Hannah. Uh, based on the movie of the yeah. same name. And now this one, which I've never heard of. But, uh, yeah. yeah. I've not seen... Um, I've watched I watched Treadstone and I just couldn't get on board with it. It just just lost me. Yeah. So much of it, I think, were with... That was Paul Greengrass, wasn't it? That's what, that's what sold me on it when it started off. It's his directing, I think. Yes, he's the, well, he did the second, uh, the second and the third one, didn't he? The first one was Doug, yeah. Doug Lehman, Lyman. I never know how to say his name. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Paul Greengrass did... Um, oh, I, I worked with him many, many years ago. Really nice bloke. Did she really? Big Crystal Palace fan. Anyway, moving on. Hmm, you can't have everything, can you? No, exactly. Um, so what else have I watched? Um, celebrity On Channel 4, Celebrity SAS. Who dares wins? Celebrity SAS. Yes. Yeah. Have you watched the um, Who Dares Wins thing when it's just normal people I've seen the movie with Lewis Collins but a long time ago oh. <laughs> yeah it's not that yeah so <laughs> there is a hell, that was bad horrendously racist movie so yeah so they don't they're not put into any kind of siege no oh. <laughs> <laughs> imagine fucking Keith from Boyzone and Kim Wilde Taking on a load of stereotypical Middle Eastern people with paint guns. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, no, uh, no, I think that's a little bit more Channel Five. Yes, you're right. It would they, be. So they they um, they send in the normal series. They send people off to. To do to like live on some kind of camp with. There's like four people who were ex special forces right. in some way or form, and then they have to do, they take them off to do these different challenges. You know whether it's like, you know, going down the side of a cliff on a rope and um, and things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. like building an igloo and all that kind of business. Right. Quite hard. It's quite hardcore stuff, and it does break them down, and they try and deprive them of sleep and stuff like that a little bit. You know, there's a lot of psychological uh-huh. stuff to it. Um, so this is with celebrities. Jeez, okay. Um, I'm just going to chuck a couple Please of the celebrities do. out to you. Um, Tony Bellew. I'm sorry, Tony. Say it again. Tony T- Tony Bellew, the boxer. Tony Bellew, <clears> the <throat> boxer. Yeah. Yeah, he's an Evertonian boxer. Does he introduce himself as Tony Bellew the boxer so people know who he is, like his mum <laughs> and stuff? <laughs> All right, mum, I'm Tony Bellew the boxer. Apologies for people seen, on the um, side. Have you ever seen Creed? Uh, y- Yes, I've seen Creed. Oh, yeah, is he the so Scouse guy in Creed? Who, yes, who, yes. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, yeah. right, him. But in real life, he is like a heavyweight boxer. Uh, um, okay. So there's him. Katie Price. Jordan. Oh, J- Jordan, yeah. Right, sorry, yeah, Katie Price. She's not Jordan anymore, is she? Katie Price, yeah. <laughs> where did that come? Why Where did they... Why, yeah, why was she Jordan? They, why did they pick Jordan? I don't know. Nice, mi- Isn't that weird? Middle Eastern country. I don't know. Oh, she didn't look Middle Eastern, did she? She doesn't look like a country. 
No. No, I mean she does now. <laughs> Rough country. Um, Brendan Cole. Oh, he's uh, from Strictly Come Dancing. Yes. No. Yes. yes. Okay, yeah. got him. Yeah. Yes. Um, Anthea Turner. My God, Anthea Turner. Okay. Yeah. Right. Anthea Turner. I mean, there are there are more, but they're the headliners. They're the, <laughs> they're the headliners. They're excellent. Tony Bellew was the yeah. first. No, because so there's a there's a Paralympian who whose name I can't recall. Uh, there's um, a YouTuber who I've never seen before in my life. Sure. There's somebody from um, do you know Rudimental? Rude Rudimental. Are they a band? Yeah, band, are they yeah. a popular beat so music this... combo? Listen to me like a fucking old brigadier. Are they? Are they a band? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Nick. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Yeah, they're quite. They are, they are quite good. Anyway, somebody from there's in it. Yeah, it's. it's I mean, <laughs> it's that kind of level. Do they make hippity hop? Past, um... <laughs> yeah. They oh, do, actually, splendid. Yeah. Um. So they they've taken these people away, and um, unsurprisingly, um, Katie Price can do lots of things and <laughs> won't do lots of things. And when she does do lots of things, she does them badly. Okay. Um, and is oh, hugely annoying. Right. Okay. Um, I mean, that's none of that was a surprise, really. Right. Um, one of the um, the highlight of the first episode was um, they have this. They got them to in the camp. They got them to all line up, and they said, "Line up in the order that you think is the strongest." Right. So they all put themselves in the order that they thought was the strongest, <clears throat> and then what they did was they took the five people who they thought who said were the strongest, yeah. and then went off into this field, <laughs> and then they give them uh, boxing headgear right. and boxing gloves, right. And the five people would go in individually, and then the other people would just hit them, and then the f- <laughs> the strongest people couldn't couldn't hit back. They just had to get beaten up essentially. And it was it was to test them in terms of um, you know will they break and will they start punching back? Right. Okay. So um, <clears throat> they had. Four, like four of them were like these, you know, celebrities or whatever, and they did the boxing thing, and they all just went in there and got beaten up and didn't really do anything. They just blocked yeah, and yeah. then finished, and then <clears throat> it came to Tony Bellew, Tony Bellew the boxer, Tony, Tony Bellew, Bellew the boxer, yeah. And um, I was thinking, well, do you know what? I mean, he's been doing it for like twenty years. He's a very, very disciplined, oh no, professional heavyweight boxer. Oh dear. So um, they they just they they all he went in there they all set about him. <laughs> he started berating them, telling them that they weren't hitting him hard oh, enough, no. um, that they weren't doing it right. Uh, he was shouting at them to like <laughs> like put some weight into it, and then he started going like fucking come on, <laughs> fucking come on, and um, it was um, he started like. Pushing them out of the way, like like you're not fucking doing that enough. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he just he, he he essentially just lost it. So they they stopped it, and then the um, SAS man shouted at him <laughs> and told him that he had anger management problems and he needed to get a fucking grip of himself. <laughs> and then they all went home. 
Um, so that was episode one. Oh, so and there's is it and um, it's not that's not a box set. That's a weekly thing. That then. So we uh, yeah, it's a weekly thing. Um, I mean, it's on the first episodes on on like catch up on on channel oh, four. Oh, I love her. Whatever their thing is, foreign demand or whatever it okay. is. Um, uh, so yeah, it, it did make me want to see what happens in the next. <laughs> one. Well, good, good. But they had this. Um, they have this thing where they um, they take them. They put a like a black hood over them, and then take them off to one of these outbuildings in this complex yeah, yeah. that they're using. It's in the middle of fucking nowhere. It- and then take them off for like an. It's like um, it's set up like an interrogation, but it's basically just a like an like a mini interview. Right. So they have three of the SAS guys yeah, yeah. there, and they bring bring one of them in, and then sit them down, and then take the hood off, right. and like they'll say. What's your what's your fucking problem? You're you're mental and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> and um, that that Tony Bellew was like, um, I just I just fucking feel like I'm gonna like a fucking switch has gone off of my head and I'm gonna fucking really hurt somebody. <laughs> I'm gonna Jesus. I just fucking love punching people oh, in the Jesus face. Christ. And all, and all this stuff and they were all like, all right. And then they got him out and they were like. He's a fucking hand grenade, that bloke. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to sort himself out. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it was interesting. Uh, it's worth a okay. watch. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah, Celebrity SAS Who Dares Wins. Yes, yes, very good. Very good. That was back to TV. Yes. Yes. Uh, what? Yeah. Oh god, yeah, it was. Yeah, I haven't even got onto YouTube. Have I? <laughs> um, I've skipped over online things. Have you been watching anything online? Online things. Have we gone past sport? Online things. Um... Oh fuck! So no, no. Let's go back to sport. Sport. <laughs> there's, well, there's not a lot, is there? Let's be honest. Um, I was, I was, uh, I was saying no. to you earlier. I was in Lidl uh, a couple of weeks ago, and um, I really, really fancied shouting, "Who wants a game of Tig?" And charging at somebody, and 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 it it yeah. made me realise that uh, you know TIG is probably now an extreme sport, um, and yeah. and and were the Olympics to be reinstated, it could be a really good event. You know, loads and loads of people charging about in the middle of the you know in, in the bit where the javelins are normally thrown, trying to avoid each other, and you know, uh, so, yeah. But then I did think about the, the Olympics, um, and I thought that um, you know with the with the social distancing, we now seem to have a, a bit of a lid on it. It'd be great to bring the Olympics back because, yeah, the crowds wouldn't be as great because you'd have to sit about six seats, uh, you know, apart. But I just wanted to see the length of batons in the relay. I just think that'd be amazing. Um, yeah. And as you said, and, and you'd have to you'd have to have some hand gel. Oh yeah. As well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the, I bit. mean, the weightlifting, um, it'd have to be hand gel as well as chalk. So it'd be quite slippy and. Yeah. <laughs> You know, in the end, it'd look pretty gross. Um, and, and as you pointed out, fencing would be brilliant. Uh, fencing. Oh, yeah. Fucking fencing, fencing would be, be great. Ta- I mean, Taekwondo would be Taekwondo. Uh, you know, they'd have to just be quite away away from yeah. each other, just kicking the legs in the yeah. air. They'd have to have massive slippers on, wouldn't they? <laughs> clown shoes. Yeah, big floppy clown shoes. Yeah. It'd be excellent. Uh, yeah. So, um, and, and then. All walking around like divers. Oh yeah, there is that as well, and then the the um, the the eight man rowing boats would be super long, uh, oh, which yeah. I would which I would enjoy a great deal. 
You'd be you'd be halfway to the finish line, wouldn't you? As soon as you got well, in. Well, you would, you would. It'd be it'd be three strokes and you're done. Uh, which which takes me back to the wanking hand scream, I think. Uh, and then I think you and I talked about if it went to the Winter Olympics, the bobslayer would be fucking insane. Oh, nobody gets around the first corner. <laughs> no, nobody. They'd be sending him down. You know, like when somebody has put a 5p in the penny shoves and you're pushing coin after yeah. coin to knock yeah. it out of the way. <laughs> <They'd> be... <laughs> oh... The Russian bobsleigh has been sent down to dislodge the Austrians. No, no, as an absolute logjam. <laughs> Fucking amazing that one, isn't it? Get to the yeah. point where nobody could go down. You'd be like, "All oh, right, I'm just sat at the start because we're backed up here." Oh, and yeah. Ice hockey, ice hockey would have to be played with either really long sticks or an enormous. Po- <laughs> 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 and actually that would, that, would, that would be one of the ways to make football work if you had like a Sabutio scale ball just a, a fucking yeah. enormous ball and all the players had yeah. to have a massive round base on the feet so they'd have to hop, yeah. hop along and you know just, just try and kick it and, and you know if the base if everyone's base was a metre then you couldn't be more than two metres so you know you'd just be hopping yeah. about wobbling around that'd be perfect yeah It'd be amazing or um, get one of those um, those big zorb zorb ball things that you're inside. Oh yeah, you know, those big inflatable balls. <laughs> Extra time would see deaths. I <laughs> But you saw um, you've seen uh, a ch- well. I'm going to say a challenging football sticker album. Oh yes, indeed. Them. Well, I just no. I saw it in Sainsbury's. Uh, I saw it a few weeks ago, and I thought, oh, they'll they'll be recalled. Um, this the Euro 2020 sticker book, and um, and and to my uh, to my uh, delight and surprise, they're still there. They're still in the shop. You can still get the <laughs> Adrenaline XL uh, starter pack for Euro 2020, which led me to think maybe, uh, and as we were talking about earlier, maybe they're not. Uh, stickers of footballers, you know, like the traditional, they're in the kit. You just see sort of head and shoulders photographs, smiling yeah. with a bit of the shirt or, or looking serious. Maybe it's like a picture of, you know, I don't know, um, fucking Antoine Griezmann sitting at home with his dog or or, or Raheem Sterling playing <laughs> FIFA. Maybe it's just casual pictures of footballers and managers. Maybe they get the manager stickers back in now. I mean, you imagine it could be, um, you know... Um, Fucking hell, who's arm? I can't remember who England's manager is anymore. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Gareth Southgate. Gareth <laughs> Southgate with a pair of shears. And imagine just clipping his hedge. What are they going to be yeah. doing this summer in June and July? So, yeah. I lo- I, and I, I like to think that on every one of them, all their hair is really bad. <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice. That would be nice. They've all got, they've all got lockdown hair. <laughs> what, what is lockdown hair? Just no, nobody paying any attention to personal I mean, grooming. That would be really good, actually. I would like that a great deal. Underneath my cap, I've got lockdown hair. I was um, the week when they decided to shut everything down. I was already like two weeks past the point where I should have gone to the barbers, uh, and that right. is, is absolutely fucking decimated me. Oh man! Well, I've obviously I've got nothing on top now. 
but I do I do try and keep it short on the back of the sides because otherwise I look like a fucking extra from you know one of them boffins in the background of a black <laughs> black and white B movie. <laughs> Who is a boffin? Get the boffins in. Comes, you just need a fucking white coat and a clipboard. Who's that guy in the back? Just move a bit to the left. We, we, you're too much in the shot. You know, uh, so yeah, I, I do start looking horribly like some kind of shit low-rent boffin. Uh, and I I look like um, when, um, when previously I uh, decided to just have my head shaved to like a number one. I just got sick of, yeah, yeah. Just got sick of it. Like, being on the motorbike, got my bloody hair falling down in front of my eyes. So I was like, oh, no, right, no. Yeah, yeah. So I went to the barbers and I was just like, just take it all off. Just do a number one all over. Um, but then, because I've got, like, a bit of a beard and a moustache, uh, the like, the week after, I had to have my photograph taken for my passport. And I, <laughs> I, I, look, I look like... Um, we were talking about Taken. I look like a baddie from Taken. Some new, some new, some new gets like badly killed in like the first half an hour. Not, nothing, like, not yeah. one of the main ones. Somebody no. who's probably in the kitchen eating a sandwich or something. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. When he comes in, just yeah. knocks you with a pan and fucking knocks. Yeah, over exactly. Yeah, it. yeah. He manages thing, right, to yeah. like kill me by putting a butter knife in my eardrum or something. <laughs> it's one. Of, I'm one of them ones. So I thought, oh, when when all this lockdown thing started off, I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'm just gonna just shave it all off and then uh like die was like no you, you can't do that i'll let me let me just get your passport photograph all oh, right yeah no i can't yeah. do that uh, Fuck. so now your hair is 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 long and 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 slightly unruly oh it's f- i look like um gary oldman in bram stoker's dracula yeah love it um so that's it for episode one that was exciting, wasn't it? That was marvellous. Marvellous So that was, that was our week. Um, so, dear listeners, please subscribe. And if you want to get in touch with us um, to tell us what films, television, music we should be watching over the next part of this week, you can email us at weakpointspodcast at gmail.com. So get your emails off to us now. Thanks very much for listening. You're all awesome. See you again in a week.